Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hi guys, I'm Adam Wilborn from What Culture Football. And I'm Andrew Pollard from What Culture Football. And we are here with your football news for today. Before we get into it though, if you're a fan of this sort of thing, make sure you subscribe to What Culture Football, wherever you get your podcast from, for daily football podcasts. And let's start with a story that we can't really report on. Uh, because if we say the thing that we want to talk about, this video would get demonetized. So I'm going to be very careful with how I report this. But L'Equipe have reported uh, that several PSG players have tested positive for the thing I like to call the ongoing global bastard. Again, the thing we can't name because otherwise it would get demonetized. Uh, they are Angel Di Maria, Neymar and Leandro Paredes, uh, all suspected to have contracted this uh, after returning back from Ibiza, as many, many players, of course, did following the Champions League uh, sort of final eight weird tournament thing that they did. Uh, the good news for PSG fans uh, is the fact that Neymar, Paredes and uh, Di Maria have to go into quarantine for a week. But PSG's next game isn't till September 10th, a week today. So they should just about be all right to play in that game. But um, yeah, we're seeing more and more of this and it really does threaten the start of all football seasons, doesn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's not just football. I mean, Dwayne The Rock Johnson this morning as well mm. revealed that he and his family have all uh, tested positive for the thing. Um, yeah, it's um, it's a fine, fine margin that these players are going to be available for, for PSG's opening game, uh, which is against Lons away. Uh, of course, Ligon started last week, but Paris Saint-Germain, their, their start was delayed because of their uh, successful run to the Champions League final. Um, but yeah, it's, it's one of them where you're thinking, well... I, I don't know. Do would you would you play them? I mean, we don't know how they're going to be feeling in a week's time. I know Neymar himself has said he feels very good, um, but who knows? It's it's going to be. I think yeah, like you said, we're going to see a lot more of this. We've seen a lot of it already, and with each individual uh, well, league across the the world restarting at, at staggered dates, then more players are going to be on holidays at different times, taking breaks, and I, I think yeah, this is just. As weird as it says to say it, because it's uh, such a horrible situation in the world, and it's just, mm. I think, one of those things for football now, uh, yeah, at least for the seasons getting going. It sort of showcases the fact that regardless of how much money you've got, it, mm. it's a rules all sort of applied to everyone. I would say, oh, you know, how this is this going to affect PSG? We all know they're going to win Liga this season. It's a done deal, probably. But so. Uh, I wouldn't think they're going to be too effective, but you know, three huge players for them uh, going yeah. down with this. And of course, we'll keep you posted on any more developments with any other players that contract this this awful illness. Yeah, yeah, and and from uh, one Brazilian superstar to other Brazilian superstars, uh, and other news today is that the the Brazilian Football Federation, the CBF, has uh, has come out and said that they're going to be paying their female international players uh, equal pay to their male international players. 
Um, this is something that a lot of, uh, of obviously a lot of, of people in, involved in the women's game have been calling for across the world for, for the longest time. I know the, the US team, uh, the US women's team, mm. that they, uh, well, they, they basically took it as a legal matter um, to it, well, for them to get equal pay to the men and that, that they sued the US Federation over discrimination. That case was dismissed and it's currently being appealed. But yeah, Brazil are, are going to pay their females the same as the male international team. Uh, in fact, if they put it, the CBF has, has equaled the prize money and allowances between men's and women's football, which means the women players will earn the same as the men. Uh, this followed the lead of Australia, Norway, New Zealand, and a few other nations that have already uh, had this implemented. And, and, and I guess it's good to see. Um, it's, it's something that I think we will see more of in the women's game, where they'll be getting equal pay to the men, at, at least on an international stage for now. Yeah. Whether I think it's um, it's a slightly different debate when it comes to domestic football, just because of just it comes down to the sponsorship involved yeah. in, in the men's game and the women's game and the amount of numbers that go to the stadiums to watch it. The the, the revenue isn't there as such, uh, but it's it's growing uh, the the women's game year to year, uh, and I think we will be seeing a lot more of, of stuff like this in uh, over the next few months and years, hopefully. Yeah, I'm conflicted about this. I can see both sides of the argument, like you say, especially when it comes to some more sort of domestic football. I think uh, it's a very different conversation we need to be having. But internationally, uh, you've got to support something like this. And uh, great to see the Brazilian Federation stepping up, making that change and hopefully being a catalyst for others. Because like you say, you've got numerous other nations that have already done this. But in terms of like real name, you know, proper nations going for it. I think Brazil are taking a huge step forward with this and uh, very interested to see if anyone else follows suit with that. Yeah, Speaking yeah, of international football, tempted segue there. Gareth Bale is Welsh. You should probably be reporting this, but anyway. Uh, Gareth Bale, of course, he's uh, currently off uh, training with Wales ahead of their Nations League uh, games uh, upcoming. And he's been speaking with Sky Sports about a potential move from Real Madrid. It seems like we talk about this almost on a weekly basis because he's just sat up in the stands doing this most of the time. And he said that he would consider a return to the Premier League if Real Madrid finally let him leave the club. He blames uh, Real Madrid for not allowing him to leave sooner. He talked about, of course, that deal he had to uh, head to China that fell through because Real Madrid got wind of someone possibly paying money for James Rodriguez that turned out not to be true. Whatever you want to believe there. Uh, I like this quote from him. I think everyone knows how much I love coming away with Wales. Probably almost as much as golf. Uh, it's nice to be back at a place where you're a little bit more appreciated and supported by your fans no matter what. It's a nice little dig at Real Madrid there. I mean, imagine if we got Messi, James Rodriguez and Gareth Bale in the Premier League next season. Oh, that's, yeah, that, that ups the ante quite a lot, I think. And as a Welshman, I just want to see Gareth Bale playing football on a weekly basis. I, I, I think he has to take some of the blame a little bit at Real Madrid, yes. if I'm being unbiased. But I do think that the majority of the blame lies with Real Madrid because if you can't give somebody this huge contract and then decide that, well, no, we, we want you to go when even though nobody else is going to match your wages or pay a fee for you, but we want you to leave now, uh, even though you've won, what, four Champions Leagues there for them, uh, won a, a La Liga as well, I think, or two La Ligas. Um, I mean, Bale's not blameless in this, but it's just it's it's refreshing to see him for Wales because it's you you realise that yeah, there's still a, there, there is still a world world class player there, um, and you can question his drive, his determination, his, not his golf drive, may I add? But some people <laughs> um, some people who question his drive and determination. Like I saw uh, Jamie O'Hara uh, calling him out in the week, random, and uh, and also Curtis Woodhouse throwing shade at Ryan Giggs as part of the other side of the argument because it was it, who was better, Bale or Giggs. 
both two great players. Um, but yeah, I just seeing Gareth Bale in the Wales shirt is good enough for me. And hopefully, week in, week out, somewhere playing football is is on the horizon. If that is the Premier League, fantastic. How are you feeling about the Nations League with, with Bale in the team? Um, yeah, fine, confident. I, I think that's the thing. When it's the argument is, do you want Gareth Bale just to? Am I happy with him to be just in the stands for Real Madrid? Um, and how long can that go on for? But whenever he turns up for Wales, he still turns it on, and I think that's the key. It's okay, whatever's going on in Madrid is going on in Madrid. But when you when you fly to Cardiff, when you train with the lads, and when you play the matches, if if you're still putting in performances. Got no problem with it. And oh my lord, did you see the pictures of his mane yesterday? Oh my beautiful. Oh, oh, <laughs> it was that. Ridiculous. Oh. And, and Twitter obviously picked up on it and it was like, look, another reason why Zidane hates him. He's flaunting it now. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, right. And it was cool to see an interview, uh, just to slightly carry on the Wales tangent for a second, uh, of Ben Cabango, who is his first time in the squad, young defender, 21, I think. And just his enthusiasm uh, in, in an interview where he just talks about training with Gareth Bale, playing with Gareth Bale. Uh, and it's it, he has that aura. Um, he's he, You could argue he's maybe the finest footballer Wales ever produced. He's in that bracket of, you, you, you look at your, your top Wales players over the decades, uh, and he's there, whether it's Charles with Rush, uh, Joey Jones, Mickey Thomas, and Mark Hughes, Ryan Giggs, Gary Speed, Neville Southall. Um, I feel like I'm going on a Dutch segue like I did the other week. Uh, yeah, I, I think Gareth Bale is, is fantastic. And just the the lift he brings to the Wales squad as well, being around. And, and yeah, but if he moves to Premier League, great. Maybe it's back to Tottenham. That seems to be an option. We know that Jose Mourinho is a huge fan. Obviously, he was a star for Tottenham himself before he got his move to Real Madrid. So maybe he ends up at um, the, the Tottenham Hotspur Stadium, which I still can't get used to calling their ground that. It's just... I'll call it the lane, maybe. Still. Yes, exactly. Very interesting where the ends up, where whether it be mm. Tottenham, Wolves, or even Manchester United segue. Yes, I was going to say one player who has or been confirmed to be joining the Premier League and Manchester United after uh, after it seemed like he was maybe going to Barcelona mm-hmm. is Donny Van der Beek um, joining from Ajax. Uh, a phenomenal signing for Manchester United. I think the the fee initially is going to be thirty five million pounds with a, a five million pound add on uh, based on clauses and, and bonuses and, and whatever they win. Um, yeah, it's just a great signing. Such a, an intelligent footballer who can play numerous positions, brings so much to a team. It's been a key part of the Ajax team that's had so much success in recent seasons. He's 23 now, uh, just turned 23 this past April, uh, and he's been in the Ajax system since the age of 11. Um, it's just been a key component of, of, of the, the well, their run to the Champions League semi-finals, which was halted by Spurs last season, um, and another Eredivisie title this past season. It's yeah, I, I just think for Manchester United, it's, it's a great sign. And you look at where he could play. I mean. He's got goals in him. I, I think when I looked into it, his goals per games ratio is just over a goal every four games, which isn't bad from midfield, especially as he's not necessarily an attacking midfielder. But he can play as that that ten. But he's normally well for Ajax, he was number six, so he he can do pretty much everything in midfield. Mm. I think it's a really great signing. Um, and you think where's he, where's he fit in? That is, it's going to be him, Pogba, uh, and Bruno Fernandez, or do you maybe I know do you maybe try and get Matic in there somehow for a bit of stability and and, and that kind of rock foundation who just does the breakup play uh, but I, yeah I think it's great he's this massive Ajax fan as well I don't know if you saw the the send-off Ajax did a, a video of him uh, and he's talking about his father and his his mother and his brother and it's they always give such nice send-offs Ajax and it's always very much like you've done great for us now go and enjoy your big move mm. to to well, well in this case to Manchester United and yeah, I think it's great, and and also a nice a nice touch from him is that he's taken on the number thirty four shirt, which Dean Henderson has given up. 
Um, the number 34 shirt by Ajax players is is an extremely special shirt. Um, but basically, it's all in, in tribute to uh, to Nappy, to Nori, to Happy Nori, who um, unfortunately three years ago uh, collapsed during the preseason game and was in a coma for uh, nearly three years. Came out of that, I think it was April this, this year, and is now oh, got permanent brain damage and is cared for at home. But he's a player that came through the system with uh, Donny van der Beek. And so Donny van der Beek's taken on the 34 shirt. Joel Veltman, who's just moved to Brighton, has done the same. Justin Clivert, when he moved to Roma, did the same. Uh, Armin Yunus as well, when he went to Napoli, he's taken on 34. So it's all a nice tribute to their, mm. their friend who sadly can, can no longer play football and has to be cared for at home. So, yeah, I, I just think this is a great signing completely. A lovely touch, yeah, and a fantastic sign for Manchester United, who are developing into a real threat for the Premier League next season, in my opinion. Uh, a terrifying attacking force that they are putting together. And like you say, potential midfield options there for United. So, so exciting. Uh, let's conclude by talking about the ongoing saga with Suarez and Barcelona. Uh, he's one of many names that appear to be leaving the Camp Nou. And uh, according to Gianluca Di Marzio, uh, he could be heading to Juventus. Uh, we talked about this in the past. Uh, ongoing talks and um, contact between the parties continuing. Uh, the, the issue is kind of with Barcelona because if he's going to go, it's not going to be as a part of a transfer. It's more going to be sort of Barcelona releasing him and then him signing with Juventus. But then if he does that, then he's going to want the severance pay that he's owed by uh, Barca. However, Juventus do have a good relationship with Barcelona, so there could be some sort of compensation, a sort of bonus that goes to uh, uh, Barcelona to sort of What's it called? Grease the wheels is the best way. I think. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, you talked about the relationship between the clubs uh, earlier this summer. They, they did a deal where Milan Pjanic has gone to Barcelona and Arta has gone to Juventus. So they're on good terms. And that deal, I think, I knew, I know it's going through officially in September. So I'm not sure if it's actually that they're now they've now swapped clubs as such. But um, yeah, it's it's it looks like Suarez. Well, he will be one of the many departures. We saw even Rakitic uh, yesterday getting uh, having his farewell from Barcelona. He's going back to Sevilla, which I think is a a, a, a really good move for him mm. and for Sevilla. Um, uh, with Suarez, Juventus clearly want a striker. They've been linked with Raul Jimenez. They've been linked with Alexander Lacazette, uh, Edin Dzeko as well. Uh, there's uh, numerous other striking options. So, yeah, Suarez, I mean, if you can get him on a free transfer, uh, 33, I think he is, maybe going for 34. Um, I don't know, to me. I, I think it depends what you envisage his role is in, in the squad. If it's going to mm. be as a starting player for Juventus, I don't know. I don't know. I mean, obviously, he's been a regular starter for, for Barcelona, even up until this season. As scored, He was one of the bright sparks with his goal against Bayern Munich in, in that route to the 8-2 game. Um, so he still technically got it. I just think, I don't know, he's, when you think of Luis Suarez, you think of that harrowing, aggressive forward who covers every acre of grass. And I, I just, I'm not sure if he's quite at the same level of fitness as he once was, because age catches up to players. But technically, mm. he's still a, a fantastic footballer. And I think as a squad player, it'd be a good sign for Juve. Um, if you're thinking starting, I don't know if you're talking about that there was talk of maybe getting rid of Dybala uh, and Higuain. Do I think Luis Suarez brings more than them to the team? No, I don't right now. But well, he's, he's going to be on the move. It's just a case of where. Yeah, I think he's a good sign for Juventus. I, I can, I'm kind of inclined to agree that maybe he doesn't necessarily start all of the time. Um, and, you know, he's not going to be someone who, like he used to, harries the back line all of the time. But I think he's, he's still a sensational footballer. I'm so excited for Serie A this season in terms of the talent that they've got in there. Keep your eyes on that on that league because it's going to be so, so exciting, especially if they can get Suarez alongside Ronaldo and Dybala and Higuain, as you've mentioned there at, at Juve. And very, Aaron Ramsey. And Aaron Ramsey. And yeah. Aaron Ramsey. Yeah, obviously. 
and the gorgeous Pierlo, of course, on the sidelines. Let's not forget him. Uh, but yeah, very, very exciting. It's it's transfer season and it's it's just going to keep rolling on until well, a week or so and the season properly starts, I suppose. And we'll keep you posted with all of that, along with, of course, our um, season previews of all the teams in the Premier League. If you haven't checked that out, uh, go and look at that now. The video already up for Arsenal and Aston Villa later on today uh, as well. We'll put up a video of us talking uh, about Brighton and Burnley. But for now, this has been the Football News. Let us know your thoughts in the comments section below. Don't forget to like, share and subscribe and subscribe to what culture football wherever you get your podcast from for football stuff when you are out and about and you can continue the conversation on twitter at what culture fc watch there follow both of us you can follow andrew pollard at at cultured left peg and you can follow me at adam wilborn follow us all at what culture fc but as i said this has been today's football news my thanks to andrew pollard thank you for joining us and we'll see you soon hi i'm daniel founder of pretty litter did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain i learned this the hard way after losing my cat gingy so i created pretty litter a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors saving you money and potentially your cat's life pretty litter is veterinary and developed and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home go to prettylitter.com and use code acast for 20 percent off your first order and a free cat toy terms and conditions apply see site for details